and welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And today I'm pretty excited because I am not alone. You do not have to hear just me talk. So everybody, sigh of relief. Ha. Today I've got interviewing, I've got Ellen, and I mean, do you care for your last name to be out there? Or just Ellen? Ellen's fine. Ellen's fine. Okay. So a little bit incognito, you know, a little bit hidden, but but that's all good. Um, so I've known Ellen a few years now, and she always kind of strikes me as the person who, uh, she's really good at gardening, which I am terrible at because I kill things. Um, I Please do not ever give me a plant. If you ever see me or like, man, what kind of gift can I give to Kara? Do not give me a plant. So I really admire that Ellen can create things and keep them alive. And so she does quite a bit of work around the church with our plants and our gardening, uh, which is beautiful. We've really stepped up our game. And then also I find Ellen very strong in a really positive way because I often think that most of us go through life, we all struggle, we all... It, it's one of those things, there are challenges, and you go, can I really make it? And so I'm always looking for people who, like, they did, like, they made it. So I hope you all enjoy this conversation with Ellen. So Ellen, like I said, gardener, strong. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, like, um, anything you want. Well, in the gardening aspect, I started gardening probably earlier than most. I was a teenager, and I started gardening as a way to get away from an environment that maybe wasn't quite as nurturing as a lot of kids are used to. So I found that going outside, working in the yard, planting flowers where there were no flowers, made me feel good not only about myself, but in being one with God. I grew up going to church every Sunday. I was one of those drop-off kids. But despite not having parents that went, my faith was very strong, mm -hmm. and I would read the Bible every night, and I found strength through that. And then gardening came along with no background, no family members that did it, just me going out there and starting to dig. And I find today I still go out there with a shovel, and I like to move dirt around and create flower beds. I find strength and release. Mm -hmm. and a peacefulness in the garden. Like, you like to really get your hands into it, like dirty. My hands are dirty all summer long. You will see dirt under my fingernails right now because if I'm not gardening, I'm weeding the garden. And it does bring peace and a oneness with God and a quietness within my soul. Yeah. So when, like, would you go out and garden, like, after a really rough day? Or, was it, or is it just no matter what, you are out there every day that it is warm? I am out there every day that it is warm, but on a really rough day, I find myself, this is where I need to be. So mm -hmm. maybe that wasn't on my agenda to go out to the garden. Mm -hmm. That's where I find I go to be by myself, be one with God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm conversing with God. Sometimes I just feel he's there with me, giving me the strength that I need, and the earth gives me the strength that I need. I will literally move piles of dirt. Well, it's kind of interesting because they've said that as more and more people don't interact with the earth, that we're becoming very disconnected from it. And so even like um, the electromagnetic 
of the the earth the entire earth that you can actually come in contact with with working in the earth like it, it's one of those things that as we get further and further away from it we we become disconnected from the stuff around us i believe that's true i believe that it, we do get something from there i think mm-hmm. the dirt in our hands mm-hmm. it shows that a we care yeah. that we're doing something we're creating enjoyment not only for ourselves but for the people around us. I know I have no front lawn. I, over the years, <laughs> literally dug it up nice. and made it a nice flower bed. And I get a lot of compliments from people how nice it looks because you will walk down past every house that is just the sterile Allen Park green lawn, and then you come across a flower bed. So even your neighbors have noticed something is different in this spot. So do you find people like stopping and are like, I just need a little peace in my life. Can I just stand here? I do. I find people, because I can look out my kitchen window, and I will see people stopping, and they're just looking. They're pointing at the different flowers. I've seen some pull out their cell phones and take pictures. So hopefully I'm showing other people that there is something different, Mm -hmm. that you can go above and beyond what is expected of just the green grass Mm -hmm. and improve nature. And not only is my yard my solace, but I also raise monarchs. So I am a monarch way station. Oh, wow. So my yard is full of host plants for the butterflies, whether they be monarchs or swallowtails. Oh, that's cool. So it has the plants that they lay their eggs on, as well as the pollinators that they use to get their food. So. Well, and aren't we having, as the environment's changing, we don't have as many butterflies? That is correct. So there is a big um, push to repopulate the monarch butterflies. So what people are doing is there's, you actually become a monarch way station, which you're certifying that you have X amount of plants that will not only host their food, uh, their eggs for their babies to rear on, but also the plants that they need for their food. So you will always see bees in my backyard, swallowtails going around. Right now I have 14 monarch butterfly chrysalises hanging in a container that I reared from eggs. Wow. In a couple days, they'll actually be monarch butterflies leaving their little nest and going out to repopulate. Oh, man, I'd like to see that. So when you text me when that actually happens, because it's been years since I've seen any number of butterflies. Every now and then I'll get to see one, but otherwise you just, you don't see them like you used to. No, and it's becoming a big push because with all of the pesticides and the mowing of the fields Mm -hmm. where they're not having their habitats to lay their eggs to go through their cycle Mm. of life. So there is a big push right now for people to go native, grow mm-hmm. these plants, to try to help them along in their uh, repopulation of mostly the monarch because they are really dwindling the numbers that are ending up in Mexico. Oh, interesting. So not only are you doing something that you love and that you find peace, but there's even people within your neighborhood walking around that for a moment as they come by your yard can experience that piece Correct. that you've cultivated for yourself. And now other elements of creation, whether it's birds or butterflies, can experience this like piece that you've cultivated. Yes, they find food in the wintertime. I have a lot of cone flowers. I don't cut them down. A lot of people want their yards to be very mm-hmm. sterile and cut everything down. I leave them up all winter long because the birds will actually eat the seeds from like the cone flowers and various seed flowers. So wow. I let the yard go all natural in the winter and then clean it up a little bit in the spring and summer to get ready for the, the new group. But it's keeping more than just me alive. It's mm-hmm. keeping nature alive and the animals that God has put here that we've not been so kind to over the years. So 
do you have a lot of bees as well? Because there's always this talk about, you know, if the bees are gone, we all, we're all gone because they pollinate everything. I do see a lot of bees. So they're okay. sharing the same flowers, the birds mm-hmm. and the bees, yeah. and the butterflies. So, yes, you'll see them out there. You might see a bee on one flower and a butterfly right next to them. Okay. Both of them embracing the, the food that is out there and to further pollinate so that I have things show up in my yard that I don't know where they came from because I did not plant them. Oh, wow. So you will see certain things that will show up. Like, I don't remember planting that, but it's beautiful. So it is true that they will bring different pollination on their legs and populate your yard with things that maybe you didn't know were there. So it's like a gift back. It is a gift back. I always call those a gift from God. I did not plant that. That is a gift from God. (laughs) Nice. A little unexpected and a little gift. Um, So is it true... so my knowledge of plants is very limited because, like I said, I don't want to kill anything, and I generally do. So a study came out about the bees and um, that dandelions are some of the very first food after winter to actually come up and that when we kill the dandelions in our yards, we are making it very difficult for the bees to live. Is that? That is true because, if you remember, the butterflies are the dandelions do come up first before most of our plants have had a chance to get their flowers on they eat Mm -hmm. so i never pull out a yellow dandelion because they are food and being a monarch way station you also have to say that you promise not to use any pesticides okay so my yard is pesticide it's pulling weeds by hand it's not going with roundup getting rid of it because that not only damages the butterflies it damages the bees and you know just makes it harder on them to survive so I never pull out a yellow dandelion because that is food it is their first food oh wow so has a butterfly ever like landed on your hand yes and when I go to take them out of their cage I had a swallowtail hatch today and I went to take them out of the container to release them out into the the front yard and he actually stood on my hand for a while and kind of like I'm not sure that I'm ready to flap my wings that so is, I kind of shook my hand. It's like he took off. It's like, okay, you're ready. That is so cool. Also kind of like a thank you. It like, is. He stayed around for a moment on my hand, kind of walked around, and then said goodbye. Nice. Ah, uh, makes me want a kind of garden. <laughs> you, should, you should do it. It's very, sometimes it can be stressful. Okay. All right. So when is it stressful? It's stressful when you look out there and it's like, oh, I haven't been out there in two days and the weeds have overtaken it. And sometimes, okay. like life, I've planted a flower somewhere or a bush and it's like, you know, it's just not doing well. I've got some that I've moved two or three times okay. until it's found its right spot where it's now thriving. And I think that's kind of like a metaphor to me on life. Okay. Maybe something isn't working out best here. Yeah. So, you, so you move to the next spot or mm-hmm. the next spot until you finally found, you know what, this is where I belong. And this is what's working for me. So I'm also occasionally moving plants around until they find where they're doing best and they're thriving, which I think says to me that's kind of what we need to do as people as well. Don't yeah. get in a rut or be in a place that it does not make you grow and thrive. Right. And that it's really okay to move. And it is okay to move. Whatever that means, mm-hmm. whether that's that's physically or some, way, some other way that you can, you can move yourself beliefs, actions, physically, so that you can actually thrive. It's not that you rip everything and burn everything down. It's that you just... Find a better spot for it. Find a better spot. Yeah. It's kind of like living in different states. Some states I have found, because I've lived in other states, that sometimes you thrive a little more in a different place. 
Um, and so it's just kind of fun. As do plants. As do plants. And I don't have that big of a yard, but just moving it maybe 20, 30 feet ah. makes a big difference in how it um, grows and gains its strength in the ground. So, Wow. So have you seen over the years, as you've tended the plants, as you've, you've seen them grow and thrive, are there like points in your own life where you're like, oh, like I can pinpoint exactly when I needed to move on to something else so that I could thrive and grow? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Um, to pinpoint an exact time, no, because like I said, I've been doing this since I was a young child. Mm-hmm. I'm 61. I'm not afraid to say that. So I've been doing this for a long time and using this for a long time to help me get through bad days. Okay. Or just good days, even when you can go out there and you, you can just sit on your back porch and you can just look around and you can enjoy it and see the hummingbirds or the butterflies or the bees flying around because the bees don't bother you. Right. You have plants in your backyard. They don't want you. They want the flowers and the nectar. They, they want the food. So it's kind of like having little nature in your own backyard where you can just sit there and enjoy what's going on around you. Nice. Nice. So what part of the garden would you say gives you the greatest pleasure? What, what element of it? Looking at it. Okay. Watching the butterflies land on it. Okay. Uh, watching them eat, watching them, because you can physically see the butterflies laying their eggs on a leaf. Mm-hmm. So I, knowing that I've done my part to move Mother Nature forward, mm-hmm. then to go find that egg on the leaf and to bring it in and to watch it hatch, become a tiny little caterpillar, become a big caterpillar, okay, and then become its chrysalis or its cocoon, whatever type of butterfly it is, and yeah. to watch and wait for to see that life crawl out of that. I mean, that... I could sit there, and I have, for like half an hour just watching the caterpillars walk around inside their container eating the food. It becomes mesmerizing at a time because it's amazing to see what nature can do that you would think a caterpillar would emerge as this beautiful butterfly. And I think sometimes we need to find that in ourselves, that there's a butterfly in all of us. It's just finding the right time and the right place to come out of that cocoon and be who you were meant to be. Well, and you kind of have to pay really close attention to that, right? I mean, butterflies, they're doing this all the time, whether or not we notice it. Mm-hmm. And even in ourselves, whether if, if we don't take the time to notice, we may not see the opportunity of where we need to thrive or come to life. That it's, it's really this taking moments of paying close attention, of kind of sitting still long enough to kind of discern or see um that's kind of cool and i and i think that's in ourselves it's reflection it's Hmm. sitting back and saying where am i at right now am i happy here if i'm not what can i do to maybe move forward to make a change that's going to make me happier tomorrow than i am today because it's each each day you get up and you put one foot forward and you start in my gardening analogy i had eight yards of mulch this year and they literally dump eight yards of mulch in my driveway. And I walk out, and I look at this huge pile of mulch, and I go, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I'm doing right. this all by myself. But you start with that first shovel into the okay. wheelbarrow. Nice. And what amazes me, it's kind of like, I can't get through this. Mm-hmm. It's daunting. But with each shovel that I pick up, I seem to get stronger instead of weaker. The next day, it's a different story. But I find each time I lift one and I put it where it needs to be, 
I am finding not only a peaceful strength, but I'm finding a strength of myself and what my body really can do. Mm -hmm. And again, it's one shovel at a time, one step at a time in life. And so then when the pile is completely done... It is the most amazing feeling ever. <laughs> you look down and say, I didn't think I could do it, but I did. So sometimes yeah. that's what you have to look at. You don't think you can do something, and it yeah. looks like it might be daunting for you. Mm -hmm. But when you do it, you accomplishment. It's the most amazing feeling like, I did do it. And I did it I faster, can... stronger... Yeah. Then I thought that I could. I can get through this. I can get through that. Even if it's one tiny shovel at a time. One tiny shovel at a time. That's what sometimes we need to do. Not try to do everything at once, but to make those small those small steps to climb that mountain. Hmm. I like that. Small steps to climb the mountain. So it's kind of interesting because it, it almost sounds like with what you're talking about with the gardening, images, biblical images, begin to make a lot more sense with Jesus as the gardener of, like, that, it, that image of him doing this work of connecting with all of creation and then cultivating so that life blossoms. And that, that Jesus as the gardener doesn't force life, but instead allows the space for it to just come up and be. Absolutely. And life, I always said, life began in a garden. Huh? I mean, that's truly where God put us in the beginning, Adam and Eve. He put us in a garden. And then we had to learn to cultivate and nurture it, just mm -hmm. as Jesus and God cultivate and nurture us through our lives. And um, gives us sometimes a little push that we need or sometimes a hand up that says you need to stop. Mm. So do you often hear God or feel God's presence when you're you're quiet in the garden or when it's in the hard work of it? Both. Okay. And it's not necessarily that I hear him talking to me, but I feel that I'm not standing in that garden alone, that he mm. is there working the soil with me. Yeah. He's listening to me vent or whatever the day may bring, where it's like, yeah. this is just so peaceful or restful. It just depends on the day that you've had and what that garden does for you. Sometimes it's just rest. Some days it's like, I'm going to dig a bigger hole right now because you just, you're venting. And God's there which, regardless of which one you're there for. He's, he's holding your hands. He's standing next to you. He's listening to you. And it's okay to cuss. Like just to, it's yeah. just us. It's okay to cuss. He knows it's I okay. cuss. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I just cuss a little, right? Just cuss I just, a little and not right. out loud for the neighbors to hear. But I think he's okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. He knows what your stress is. Yeah. He knows what you're going through. And he knows it's okay. Yeah. So... What do you think your life would have been like had you not had gardening? I honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be the life that I had mm -hmm. or I have right now. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think if I found that stress relief, mm -hmm. I may not be here today. I mean, there uh. were times in my life where I really questioned why am I here and do I need to be here? Yeah. So without that, I don't think it would be the same as I'm living today. Mm. I mean, and God's part of it, like I said, I would read the Bible. I went to church every Sunday, very yeah. strong in my faith, and that um, he is the reason why. Yeah. That um, I have chosen what I've done, and um, he keeps me going. Yeah. He gives me the courage when it's hard to put that one foot in front of the other one some days. Well, and you wouldn't have been that presence then for other people or creation. No, that's correct. I wouldn't be raising butterflies. I wouldn't worry about trying to 
make my yard beautiful not only for me but for others and it's yeah. also part of conservation when you put native plants in your yard you're not out there watering every day like people with grass so you're also doing things for the environment as well as just mm -hmm. for nature by not putting pollutants in your yard by chemicals and everything else just by letting nature do what it's meant to do and it survives pretty well on itself nice so your decision to take a different path then has ultimately changed other people's trajectories. Yes, I think it's given them moments to pause and just stop and look. When friends come over, I mean, I get all kinds of compliments, and it's just kind of like people walk back, they're not knowing who's back, and they say, you have a small oasis back here. There's a pond, you know, small pond, so there's water. Mm -hmm. So it is my oasis. Mm -hmm. And I have seen people sit on my back porch and just sit rock and enjoy nature around them and the flowers. So it has giving, given other people a moment of respite as well. Yeah. Ah, well, that, is, that just sounds nice. I'm not sure why I haven't been over there yet talking about it. Come <laughs> see. Come see. There you go. Oh. In my kitchen to pull weeds, so be careful. In your kitchen. Oh, okay, as long as there are gloves, okay? So, yeah, there's that whole tactile thing. I mean, in theory, I would love to put my hands in the dirt, but in other ways, I'm like, ah. So I just, I should probably just try it with a pair of gloves. You'll be amazed. I always start out with gloves. And then as the okay. day progresses or the hour progresses, those gloves start to come out. I want to feel with my hands okay. when I'm touching and doing so. I always start with gloves, but I never end with gloves. Nice. Nice. Well, um, thank you. For coming and doing this with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. It is. Fun. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to tell her I wasn't going to ask anything crazy. I promise. Um, we were just going to have a conversation. So I'm very excited about this. And who knows? We may have to follow it up with another one at some point. Um, before we end, um, I have one last question. What is the piece of wisdom you live by? piece of wisdom that I Or by. a piece of wisdom, like something that you try to live by. I just try to live by, I am here for a reason. I may not know that reason right now. That's God's wisdom, because sometimes I question God's wisdom on that one. Mm -hmm. So my wisdom is, no, I'm here for a reason. Okay. Maybe I'm fulfilling that reason now. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will fulfill it later. So that's what gives me my peacefulness is to know that I am here for a reason and God put me here for a reason and I will do my best to live up to that for myself, my family, and for those that are around me. Nice. Very nice. Well, thank you. Um, I'd say you could check out Ellen on other stations, but that is not true. It's exclusive right here on Conversations Beyond the Pew. So if you want to meet Ellen or, you know, hang out and talk a little gardening, you will have to uh, come by and see her when she's at the church uh, doing some of her gardening work. So well, thanks for having me. Wow. Thanks for being here. Yeah. All right. Well, to all those who are listening still, may your week be blessed. May you find some peace in your life. And may that connection with God just grow a little bit deeper. Amen. Amen.